Welcome to Life After Child Loss of Parents Grief. I am your host, Angela Snowden, and welcome to Season 3. I want to thank each and every one of you who have made this possible. It, The messages that I have received from these past two seasons have really um, blessed me. I'm blessed because you were blessed. And to be able to be the voice that many of you have been looking for, um, not that I'm the only podcast out there on child loss, but you you stumbled across it across it, and you you were helped and you were blessed by it and and um I can only say thank you, thank you isn't enough, but that's the best I can do right now, but if there was more I could do, I would do it. Again, this is season three, and today is my my angel son's birthday. He would have been twenty four today, and but he'll be forever eleven in my heart. On yesterday, on Memorial Day, um, like we do, like we did last year, and I had done for several years after he had passed away because his birthday. Uh, was a month after he had passed we held a three-on-three tournament basketball tournament with the slam dunk contest and it was very successful um very well attended and for and i usually do that for for myself you know um to kind of just help me get through the day you know or catapult me into the next day which is actually his birthday and uh every seven years his birthday falls on memorial day so we just decided to just keep it on uh, hold the tournament on memorial day um but it was such fun to see those young men and women come out and and want to compete but and we did a balloon release in his honor uh and and for me, that has helped. It it helps me. It's almost like therapy, to a degree. You know, um, it doesn't just it's not just to give other youth something to do, but a lot of his friends and and our family come out to celebrate his life, uh, and and that is therapy to me. It it soothes my heart. A lot of times to people for people to just remember him and like any bereaved parent I think people acknowledging our children goes a long way and people I, I don't even think friends and family included even realize what it means to us to for our children to just be remembered you know and just acknowledge them and where you have people that tiptoe around you and walk on eggshells because they're afraid of how you may react. We want to hear that. Please share share your memories. Whatever it is that we're doing, participate in it. And, and, and that shows acknowledgement. You don't have to be so have some profound or prolific word to tell us or share with us. Just be you. 
And long as I know your heart and, and is in the right place and that you remember him or her, you know, and that that goes a long way. That goes a long way. And again, just this simple acknowledgement. Just a simple acknowledgement. And to know that something was done where people could come together as a community. And people, I think parents, if that's something that you can do for your son or daughter, do it. Do it. It doesn't have to be a tournament. That's what we just started doing. And, um, I mean, that that we decided to do, not start it, but what we decided to do. And, um, and it helped me. And it helps, it helped my son, my other son, um, get through that day or the day after, you know, respectively. Um, but today, last night I had decided, after the tournament was over and I came back home, I was going to, I had packed me some clothes and was going to go out of town. And I got to the stop sign. And I said, you know what? No, you're not. And I turned around. I turned back around, came back home. And I had already I had started deciding that um, today I wasn't going to do anything. I was going to. Take that day, take today, and just be. Um, I wasn't going to do anything special. I'm not, I was going to go sit, and, and I still may go sit at the cemetery and uh, have that moment or whatever. But I wasn't going to uh, allow myself to be available. Being emotionally unavailable today. That's that's what I had decided was going to happen for me. You could call my phone. And I wasn't going to answer it. Uh, unless it was a text. I, I may or may not reply. I had decided that. And I think for each of us, we need to normalize that and make it okay. Make it okay. If you already know, I think for for many parents... And for many of us, we get to a place where when those dates start coming around and it's like you may be feel like you're in a different place with it. You're OK. You you know, you'll get through it and, and whatnot. You're optimistic about your mind, your your emotional state. And but your your heart, your heart will not allow you um and your body will will not allow you to remain in that state it's like you have a you for instance you you won't even be thinking about it right like that it's not like you're planning to be depressed it's not like you're planning to be crying or, or any of that your heart will in your body We'll do some things that'll remind you. And I know I, it, it sounds weird and it, it may not be the truth for everybody, but um, a parent that I'm, I'm um, she and I conversate often on, on Facebook and she mentioned it. I thought it was just me, but she had brought it up that 
you know, even when her daughter's, um, her, her, her only daughter that passed away, she, I, th- I think it was coming up on the anniversary date of her daughter's passing, which happens to be around the same time of my son's birthday. And, but she made a post saying that she had, you know, was just going through the motions, you know, her every day. It's not a day that goes by that we don't think about our children that are, that are no longer here. But she hadn't planned anything extra. She knew she was just going to go her day to day. And something in her body just started happening. Something in her mind started happening. Her heart started hurting. And she realized you can't escape it. And I think for us, for some of us, it's not, again, this is not the truth for everybody. But our bodies will tell us. It won't let us, you know, and it's weird because even though you're, you're wanting to be just content and okay, your heart is not going to let you. Your heart won't let you. Or your mind may trip. You know, it, it can be anything that will trigger it. And it's like, I knew it. I knew something was happening. You know, and you look at the date or realize what the date is or the time or something. And then you're like, well, and you just kind of conform to it. And that's okay. That's okay. Because this is your journey. Your unique journey and you have to recognize your triggers you have to recognize what those dates can uh, will mean and do you know i i for instance like even planning the basketball tournament right people were looking forward to it a lot of youth was were looking forward to it and i was looking forward to it you know that's a day we come together, we go to the park and we get all the stuff together and, um, it, and it's, it's like any other event. It became an event. It has become a, an event. And, um, so you plan all the stuff, you get all the people in place that you need uh, that are willing to, to help you, um, make it successful. And you you just really naturally look forward to doing it, you know? And um that's what we did and that's what I do. I I was waiting and anticipating it, got everything together, things start coming together, some things tried to fall apart, you know, and the perseverance that I had to develop in the final week of it of it happening um was incredible to say the least um and 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 once it happened and you walk around and I sit and I look I'm able to sit and look at the smiles on people's faces uh the enjoyment the entertainment that happens in the, in the gameplay and I thought that would be enough for me to make it through today and last night, I really was bummed out. Like, it just, it fell on me. And, and as, it, as, as it often does, but it, today is his birthday. 
And I, I so wanted to be excited. I wanted to just go through the day and um, whatever I needed to do, I would do and, and all of that. And I'm, I'm sitting here right now in my home. I haven't had on the TV um, or anything. I have, I, I've drunk my coffee. That's, that's all I've done. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Welcome back. We're talking about my son's birthday, but also being emotionally unavailable. And knowing that it's okay. Allowing yourself to be emotionally unavailable. Sometimes, and and I was having a, a conversation with a, another a bereaved parent. And her son's birthday is actually on this coming up Thursday. And she didn't, there were some things going on in her life. And, and um, there are some things going on in her life that she was sharing with me. And she, you know, this week it's doing a lot to her. You know, it, it, it's causing a lot of things for her. And she she already knows some of the there's triggers that are happening for her she knows there's things that she just doesn't want to do and uh, she knows emotionally mentally and emotionally she can't handle them and i was sharing with her you know that it's okay and you have to choose you you have to know you well enough to say you know what? This is too much for me. <clears throat> this is too much for me. I don't want to do it. And that's okay. I think we go through we want we are wanting people to understand how we feel. We wanting people to get it and care. And and there are people who do. There should be people in your spirit and space that does get it and are okay. With you being not okay. And not wanting to be around people. Or be around them. And not take offense to it. If you don't have those type of people around you. You need to find other people to be around. When you're not in that state. And for some it's a constant state. Right now. For many, many newly bereaved parents. My, again, my heart goes out to you. My prayers goes out to you. Your life right now is a blur. Those first two years, especially that first year, is a blur. You remember certain things and there's certain things that you just don't remember. And that's okay. But you have to understand in the days to come, months to come, years to come, that Number one, nothing can take your child place. Number two, no one can tell you how to grieve. It's your grief. It's your journey. No one can tell you how to go and where to go on your journey. You, you can't dictate. No one can dictate your grief or your journey for that matter. No one. It is yours. Your love for your child was unique. And 
when you become, and I'm ever growing, and I'm so thankful to God that I'm always learning. I, 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 I strive to continue growing and learning new things. And this year made year number 12 that my, my baby boy has, has been gone from this side. And I'm not going to say that it hasn't been gotten easier. I'm in a different place with it at times. I hope that makes sense. There were times early on I, I, I felt like in that moment I had accepted it. This was God's will. And God did this. And I understand. I get it. And five, six minutes later... I was back where I started. And that's okay. That's okay. That will continue to happen. And that has often happened to me um, over these years. And but but I had to be real and honest with me as I went along and has I as I've I've come along on this journey and to this point that I am in now. That if I choose, if I already know there are triggers and things that I cannot do, I will not do them. Because oftentimes, you know, when you're depressed, you already don't want to be around people. Or you're stressed out, you don't want to be around people. Whatever it is, there are certain situations that you already know you kind of don't want to be around people. Because for me... I don't want to, if I'm saddened, if, if, if I'm depressed or real sad or even angry, I don't want to be around people that are in a good mood because I don't want to bring my spirit onto them. You know, I don't want you to tiptoe around me. I don't want you to, I don't want to bring down your day, anything like that. So I choose to take myself out the equation and just kind of isolate myself. And I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I'm emotionally unavailable. This could be the best day of your life. And here I am feeling how I'm feeling because of where I am in my emotions. So I don't want to bring down your moment. I don't want to bring down your day. I'll congratulate you if you share it with me, if we just happen to... Uh, bump into each other or something like that but if I'm isolated I'm I'm not going anywhere or you text me or call me or or something like that and you if I don't answer the phone you're going to have to text me <laughs> and I think you know those closest to me understand, already know that but we want people to I think we put so much on other people unknowingly to where we raise and put an expectation on them to understand something that they don't and won't because they haven't been through it. They don't know what it's like to be up today and down today. Uh, up this moment and down the next moment. They don't, they don't know. And we can't, un unfortunately, <laughs> to a degree, we can't be mad at them because they don't understand we put an expectation on them 
and and for them and it's for them it's unrealistic because they have not been through that they've never buried a child they haven't lost a child to miscarriage or uh, or um stillbirth or whatever so they haven't and they won't welcome back and again like i said people won't understand or can't understand fully understand what you are dealing with and what you've gone through unless they have themselves. Know yourself enough to say, you know what? I won't be able to do that. It's okay to not be okay. And if you are emotionally unavailable for some an event or or a surrounding or whatever it is, if you're emotionally unavailable and you know that, you know you well enough to know that you won't be able to do that, it's okay. And it's okay if even if they don't understand, you can tell them and they don't understand, oh well, be okay with that too. Because grief, your grief journey, our grief journeys are so unique. They can be so difficult. There's so many highs. There's so many lows that it's already, it's complex enough. It's complex enough. We add to it. We allow people to add to it because for mothers in particularly, we're, we're nurturers. We're, we're naturally nurturers so we want to be and do just off a natural instinct but we can't always be that you can't always do it and it's okay that you can't whether anyone understands it or not you know you well enough to know I ain't gonna be able to do that I won't be able to do it, and I'm okay with not being able to do it. If I just want to lay in my bed, that's fine. There will be days and times when all you can do, it takes every fiber of your being to even get out of bed. And if you decide that you can't get out, you don't want to get out of bed, don't. Again, know you well enough to know when you need to reach out for help. Please recognize that. For 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 your for your sake, recognize that okay, I'm I'm not coming out of the I can't come out of this. It's 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 hard. Reach out for help if you need it. And if it's not to that point, but if it's not to that point, and you're just unavailable, be unavailable. It's okay. No one has that. No one else has to do this journey but you. Everyone has their own journey that's particular and unique for them. Even in their grief. They're not the parent. It doesn't make your theirs any less than yours because you can be you, your best friend. Even it I mean, I have Three people I call best friend. And each each one of them are unique. 
they're they're unique in themselves. I have one that I can call or and just talk to and and he just listens. He just listens. Openly he listens. And he let me he lets me rant and 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 share whatever it is. I don't have to worry about him coming back, you know, every now and then he may say something um, back about it or whatever it is, but I can vent to him and be okay afterwards. I have another best friend, my other best friend I talk to, he encourages me like our conversation is encouraging, encouragement, you know what I'm saying? Like we encourage each other and he understands my journey and he understands um what how God is leading me. And so he he picks up on when when I can when I need the encouragement. So that's our conversation is encouragement. My other best friend, he's well-rounded all the way around on it on on my on me. To where I can go to him and need to be a listening. I need him to be a listening board. I may need him to encourage me. Or I need to hear from God. So yes, he is a preacher. (laughs) But, But that doesn't take away his capacity to be my brother. It doesn't take away from that. In fact, it adds to. And so all three of those, all three of my best friends are unique. They don't put any pressure on me. If I say I'm, I won't be able to do it, they understand. And they still, if something is going on in their lives, they, they won't, they would like for me to be a part of. And they tell, they share it with me. They let me know. If I can't do it, they understand and and they keep they keep coming back. I don't have to worry about them um about the fact if I tell them no, they won't come back to me and include me in anything. And I think that helps me to keep from being so disappointed with myself and my grief. And I hope that makes sense cuz we we want to we want to do things. We want to be involved in certain things at, at some point, you know, and, and people, because they'll walk on eggshells because they, they feel quote unquote, sorry for you. There's a difference between feeling sorry for me and being empathetic and understanding of what I'm dealing with and what I'm dealing with in that moment or, or whatnot. And I appreciate that. And that's what I'm saying to you. If you don't have those type of people, one, all those qualities that I listed for the three of them, if you don't have not one person that's like that in your, in your spirit and space, I recommend you find someone or, or get away from them because, because our, our journeys are unique. And they're our journeys. We all, in everyday walk of life, whether a person has lost a child or not, we all need someone who we can 
be open with. I don't, I'm, I'm not married, so I can't, I don't want to overspeak on a marriage, but you, your spouse, they tell me it should be your best friend. Your spouse should be your best friend. But even you, you came into marriage with best friends, right? Best man, maid of honor. Stuff like that. So you you came into the marriage um, with a best friend. They become your best best friend once you marry. But what I'm saying is, even if it's not your spouse, you should be able to have at least one or two people in your life that during your grief you can go to and talk to and they be understanding and empathetic to what you're dealing with and still show up for you when you need them that's that's the point I'm trying to make that's the point I'm trying to make is that regardless they'll be there and if they're not then you'll know how to set that boundary. But if you're emotionally unavailable, be okay with saying no. I'm emotionally unavailable. They either get it or they won't. And either way, it's your journey and you have to go through it. You dictate it. You dictate it. No one else. Know yourself well enough to know if you need help and to reach out for help. Know yourself well enough to know that if this is just for a moment, then take that moment. And self-care. Care for yourself. Take the expectations off of people. Who don't understand. Who who has never. Let me change that. Take the expectation off of people. Who. Don't know. What you're dealing with. If they've never lost a child. They won't understand. And there are some people. I hear that have um, buried a child. And you'll see them. It seems like they're just. They've bounced back. They are this. They're just happy and bubbly. Blah blah blah. And that's fine. That's fine. Who's to say you won't be like that or we won't be like that later on? Don't compare yourself to them. Give yourself... If if you want to set a goal for you, that's between you and you. You and you. That's okay. Set that goal that by such and such year... I'm going to I going to be just like that person. Okay, good luck with that. Be careful. Because then if if that doesn't come to pass, you have to be okay that okay, this is not the year that that's going to happen. This is not the month that that's going to happen. So be careful with that. But there are people out there who have lost children, who've buried a child and it seems like they're okay and happy and bubbly all the time. Don't compare your journey to someone else's. 
be careful. Because, of course, you want to be back to you. And, unfortunately, they just embrace their new normal in a different manner. There is no back to normal, quote unquote. This is a new normal for all of us. For all of us. And we have to be careful to understand that. And eventually you you embrace it. Eventually you embrace it. Don't put a time limit on it. Take the time limits off of everything. You have to. And again, if you are emotionally unavailable, it's okay. You have to be okay with telling people, letting people know that. I love you guys and thank you again so much for your support, your continued support. It means so much to me. It really does. Welcome to Season 3. Until next time, God bless.